Welcome to another episode of Brain Candy Podcast. I am Susie Meister. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm Sarah Rice. And this is episode 484. It's a palindrome. Enjoy it. Mm. How are you? (laughs) How are you, Sarah? That was lovely. Well, now I'm great. That was like exactly what I needed to like chill me out. Mm -hmm. Who knew? We should have done doobies again. Why not? Oh, well, truth be told, Uh I may have. I'm... (laughs) I may have in between. So I'm the one that's break, sober. Breakity break break. Oh, good today. for you. This is the first time in a long time, but I wonder what it'll be like. Is I have to pay attention. So this is why it's your episode. So it's you weird know. how I w- I don't know the difference. You, you get to like I wouldn't be able to tell when you're high or not. If you saw me right now, you would. Yeah, but not in a tone or. Oh, that's good. Demeanor, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could definitely, yeah. But it's also been like a half an hour or 45 minutes. Half hour. Oh, really? Or so. So that's like, it's You're like coming less. down. Okay. Yeah. And I did, I, you know, I took it easy. We're not like going hard to the hoop over here, at, <laughs> you know, right before I got to work. Well, that's true. If you can call this work. Right. It's more play. It's a, it's a good job if you can get yeah. it. Yeah, and it say? feels like my day off when, you know, it's like I got no clients. I just get to do the live Q&A. <laughs> well, uh, it's like fun. It's funny because I got a text from Matt Neroni the other day, my friend, and he was catching up on Brain Candy. And so he was just hearing about my distaste for Christmas wrapping, that song you love. Yeah. And um, he was defending you. Yay! Because truth be told, that's still my favorite. Let's be real. Truth be told. I bought the Johnny Mathis vinyl album. Yeah. A Christmas album. Yeah. But I still like Christmas rapping. Man. God. What do you say? Well, he was just like, Suze, I gotta say, I don't know how I feel about this because it's actually a really good song and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look. Is Matteroni my new best friend? Well, he was pointing out that I don't like um, niche musical genres. Like, I really just like pop. And that's more in the punk tradition and more of an indie type of alternative thing. It's like Blondie. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. And so I'm trying to, like, explain, like, I don't really care. I'm not really worked up about it. I'm like, it's a show. I don't know. It's a living. It's just, like, the weirdest <laughs> job ever. Like, when you said, like, is this even working? Not yeah. really. <laughs> it, But it is because, you know, I feel like I, we, I, if you, I put, I put time in. We study. We, we do. We research. Yeah. We look at, like. But the recording sure part. There's, like, back. I mean, come on. The recording yeah, part is not really. <laughs> But I feel like anybody who does that kind of like, that's, right? You got to love what you do. I mean, most people don't though, right? If you, um, I don't know. I hope they do. I think people who are younger Mm -hmm. do. Yeah, because they kind of insist on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Ren and I were just having that conversation the other day. You know, he was like talking about really loving being challenged in his job and and, you know, I was talking about, like, enjoying it when there's a, 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 a you know, clients are dealing with difficult prop, like, difficult stuff. I mean, everything is difficult, mm-hmm. really. But it's like some people say, oh, no, I'm so, like, I even with therapists, oh, I'm, I'm so worried that, like, oh, my gosh, I just have so much stuff going on. I don't even want to burden my therapist all this. We're like, hell no, that's our fate. That's like, we live for that shit. <laughs> 
That's like, give it to me. <laughs> Tell me everything. Why do you think I got this job? Well, and like, you know, people want to You know what, be... though? I was reading this. Well, it was that in Helen Peterson uh, book about uh, millennial burnout. It was called Can't Even. And it talks about how millennials were taught their whole life, like, do what you love and you'll never work a day. But then like yeah. companies use that as a way to make us oh. basically work constantly. <gasps> so you got to be careful, too. Because I do work. I mean, I, I do... You know, need I'm That's here, the thing. I'm available and all the time. Yeah, we're constantly. There's no like boundaries, delineation between yeah, yeah, yeah. work and play for people. So anyway, yeah. But and like, let's face it. This is like I don't know. Sometimes am I giving the therapy? Or am I getting the therapy on here? <laughs> A little bit of more getting it. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. This is not Sarah the therapist's hat right now. But the the question about musical taste actually leads into my first topic, which was mm-hmm. one of our brainiacs sent. Um, this article that was about what your taste in music says about your personality. Oh, yes. Give it to me. So thank you to Grant, the brainiac, who sent it to me. Um, Okay. So it just was a study that was done to see if there was any kind of, um, like, way that you could... Yeah, between, let's say you love this kind of music, or what? who are you likely to be? So it started This is with, perfect to come out right after the Spotify wrap-up. Oh, that's true. People love that, don't they? Like, I do you get excited like, about it? Suits. Yeah. I was, like, looking for where I could, like, save a penny here and there because, you know, times are tough. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to, like, drop down to, like, you know, maybe, like, the break. I'm not listening to Spotify that much. I'm not driving. Right. When I found out that I lose the option to like have like playlists like that and it just plays songs random, I was like, nope, I'm in it. I'll pay the extra five nine nine a month just for the, uh, uh, you know, wrap up at the end of you're the year. You're kidding me. me. I'm into it. I don't know if that's available with the so the you're telling me one, the wrap but... up comes with the premium levels. Well, because of the premium levels, I feel like this is a sp- they are not a sponsor, no. but if they would <laughs> like to sponsor me, I'm super into it. <laughs> Um, uh, you can also listen to us on Spotify right. if you aren't listening to us right now. Thank you. Um, God, they're going to love this shit. I'll tag them. Um, see, now you can tell I'm stoned. <laughs> I forgot. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So it said under there that I think you like you, it plays songs like on shuffle. Like you can't, I don't think really? you, can, you can really, I, I don't thought know. it was just ads versus no ads. No, I think there's other stuff too oh, fuck that, that you don't that you can't get because like I wasn't willing to take the risk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. <clears throat> okay, well let yeah. me give you a few categories and just give you some of the insights. So yeah. um pop lovers, which I, I happen to be, um, yeah. are said to be hardworking, have um oh, yes. high self esteem, they are not very creative, and they are more uneasy. And they are extroverted and honest. Why? Why? I just think that's really funny that they got so specific with those. I know. I know. I am so excited for what's going to come next. Okay. So the next category is rap. And it said high high self-esteem and outgoing. Those were the only two it named. Well, I think I have pretty high self-esteem. I do. Yeah. And you are realistic. You are also outgoing. I am definitely outgoing. And I think they wanted to highlight how it doesn't match the stereotype because people sometimes think rap is um, angry or, you know, the negative That rap. is 
a racist I stereotype. I feel like we could, yes, yeah. and I, yep, there's, oh my God, what is the movie called? I'm going to remember what it's called, but there's a great movie that talks about, oh, it's called like, uh, man, I'm going to remember, but it's something about like boys or, or like man, man, I can't remember, I'll think of it, but um, it talks about that and how it was, you know, white uh, men, right? who were at the heads of these record companies who put out records and albums with a very specific look of, Oh my God. It's like the 90s, like DMX. And yes, it was all that. And it was like, uh, uh, you think like 50 cent. who's like wearing like the bulletproof vest on his, it's all now I'm talking like them and now I'm talking like them. It's intentional. It's like, um, Yes, yeah, so it's totally, and those are the ones when there's so much more to the hip hop music world. There's so much good stuff, so much conscious rap that's like not promoted, like, you know, most deaf and common and like really good stuff. The roots, like, those do not make it to the mainstream in the same way. And like, really, that's it's like been a whole thing. What, what, another Brainiac recommended that I watch the Netflix History of Swearing series, which was. Oh, great. I can't wait for that to come out. It's out. Is it out? Yeah, yet? it's out. <gasps> I started because who it last hosted night. it? It's funny. Um, Nicholas Cage. Nick Cage, yeah. Yes. And part of the one on um, fuck was saying it, it brought in the context of whenever Tipper Gore um, got Congress to add the parental advisory to all the um, explicit. Yes. Oh albums, my god! And how it was that this, ruined like, my Christmas one year and made it so I couldn't get the Puff Daddy because that's what he was called at that time album that I wanted. Ugh. Oh, wow! I still have. I'm still mad about that. Okay, continue. They, Sorry, just, I they, cut you they off. were saying that it, you know it's basically racist and saying yeah. that them express them black artists expressing themselves and need you need to be warned and fearful of. Ugh. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes. It's gross. That, all of that music. Right. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. Of course I didn't. Cause that's like how well, that is. Well, yeah, it's like ingrained. Damn. It is. Um, so yeah, that's, that parental advisory thing is mm-hmm. kind of what you're talking, you know. And I looked it up and the documentary, which I highly, highly recommend, um, is called Tough Guys, G-U-I-S-E. And it says it focuses attention on the overwhelming but largely overlooked statistical correlation between violent crime and gender in our society, usually over 90% male, and argues that as a result, masculinity should be designed as a public health hazard. Mm -hmm. And it's this great guy named Jackson Katz who who came and spoke at my college once. And he's fantastic. Where did you watch this film? In school. But, like, can I watch Tough Guys? Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, you can watch it. Um, Let me see. Let me see. He's got a TED talk on violence against women. It's a men's issue. That's I'm loving this. I got to see it. He's fantastic. Um, Yeah, where can you find it? it. Don't worry. Yeah, find it. We'll find. Okay. Look at me. I'm like this is now. It's like turn it. See, that's Stony Sarah over here. It's like oh, I'll I'll go look for that right now (laughs) while I'm on a podcast and other people (laughs) are listening. Sarah, pay attention. No, you're fine. The next category is heavy metal um my not a fan i i am not a fan at all my husband is though so i was interested to see if it would match his personality um it is gentle yes introverted creative 
and has low self-esteem. And um, sadly, he fits into all of those categories. Um, And he does love heavy metal music. And my brother does too, which totally makes sense. Because then they express themselves through it. Oh, my God. Well, and this shows that those men maybe feel like that because there isn't a place for them to express that. And if we nurtured that Mm -hmm. in those men, maybe those feelings of low self-esteem and not, they need a creative outlet and like, oh my God, I need to be okay to be gentle. All these heavy metal guys are secret little teddy bears inside. Well, and you know what? I'll go ahead and call him out. But my friend, Sarah, her husband is this like they both love heavy metal and he's like this big dude who's like always like in mosh pits and like wow. so tough looking covered in tattoos gentle as giant sweetie pie so kind and nice and sweet and loving and the best you know I, every person that i thought of that liked heavy metal matched this yeah. so i think there's something to it <laughs> okay That's really funny. uh the next category was indie music and um, would you like to guess or do you want me to just reveal? I think they might be a little uh, something like kind of pretentious or snooty or like. Um, <laughs> That's how I like, feel too. think they're kind of like better than right. like maybe some. Could it be secretly? Lo- I think maybe secretly low self-esteem though. Okay, let's see. Um, introverted, intellectual, yeah. which I think is probably what you're getting at. Um, yeah. Creative, less hardworking, oh. less gentle, but you're right, low self-esteem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. I love that they're less gentle. I mean... It's like the opposite. Right. Like indie music, they, it's like they're... Like they don't... Maybe that's a little... It's they need kind to be of whiny. Down. And yeah. like they And like maybe like represses that and <laughs> right. they need to just like let it out. And those people have like... Maybe they're explosive. Yeah. Could they need something to like chill explosive? the fuck out. Yeah. Okay. Next category. This is so interesting. Isn't it fun? Uh, yeah. Dance music. They are... What do you think? I just have a couple things oh. about them. Okay, I see these people as not being as hardworking, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I would agree with you. It doesn't say, but oh, it doesn't outgoing say. Um, is one. Yeah. And yeah. And then I'm going to try to guess. Okay. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Okay. I want to try. Okay, let I me ask you this. Think, Do you th- I'll yes. give you a yes or no. Do you think they yeah. are um, tough or tender? I think that they are tender. They are tough. Oh! I don't, what do I know? <laughs> it yeah. says not gentle and assertive. They are assertive. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm saying okay now. But now that I'm thinking of the very few people who I know <laughs> that like that. Right. They fit into it. Yeah. Also, your son likes that. Um, oh, yeah. He totally does. And he is not gentle yeah. at all. Yeah, that's funny. That totally fits for him. I mean, his soul is, but his... Life. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm always scared around him. I'm always like, he's just active. Yeah, like, he's like, like, keep away from me, please. <laughs> scared. He wants to like set up like plastic solo cups and knock them down. Yeah, there's a lot. It's a lot. There's that. Now I know why yeah. I'm anxious. I just connected creation and destruction. That. Okay. Yeah. The next category is classical music. Care to oh. guess? Oh my gosh. I think these are introverts. You're right. I think these people are also maybe not. I think they're not 
gentle. Let's see. Introverted, they are at ease with the world around them, which oh. is nice. Okay. And they have good self-esteem. Well, then that's great. Never mind. That sounds pretty great. I was trying like, yeah, that's like the, the, you know what? I should have known that because plants perform best to <gasps> good that. Good point. And Makes at them ease. them comfortable. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's interesting. We need Ooh. to do, a, we need to overlap that study. Yeah. Cause I want to know what's, is the causation that I'm at ease and introverted. <sighs> so I like classical or classical makes me be more correct like that. Mm. and don't you think that you like don't you feel like people's uh, uh appreciation and love for classical music grows the older they get absolutely yeah Makes so sense. maybe that's being more at ease because you do kind of feel that way mm-hmm. uh, oh my gosh i'm getting like excited feelings because also <laughs> what the, i want to see overlapped are the studies about how plants grow to different kinds of music oh yeah and overlap lap that with the personalities. Because yes. then see we might if there's see anything about like, yes. Because mm-hmm. what if it was like the plants grew, you know, because sometimes they maybe grow, like stalks grow longer, but the leaves aren't as full yeah, or right. something like that. Maybe those, like if that lines up with like extra people who are extroverted or something. And I wonder. That would be fucking crazy. Like it may, what if it changed the richness of their color or something too? Yeah, I want to know all of this. We need somebody to do that study. <laughs> yeah, we'll be waiting. We're here. Um, that was found at verywellmind.com. I don't know that site, but that's where it was. Um, yeah. And if I just discovered something, yeah, right. then that's really an argument for smoking pot. Well, I, as if we needed one. <laughs> as if we needed more. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of which, this is like a funny aside, and I this is not pot related, but... Um, because of this pandemic, Bo has complete, uh, what did they call that? Like she, where she's attached. Oh like, yeah. He's like codependent. Co- totally codependent. Oh she cannot be alone. That's adorable. So we, we leave for, God, what do we do? We left for like no time at all. We went on a hike and we come back and Bo has chewed up, our, you know, she did mm-hmm, it to your door. Mm-hmm. She did that to ours. Oh my God, Susie, I'm so sorry about that. But they gave you like all your deposit yeah, back. Yeah, we're so good. I felt less bad. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I was like waiting for you to tell me about that too. I was like, oh, <laughs> what is that going to cost me? Um, take it out of my check. Um, so Bo like chews at the door. And so Ren, uh, you know, is researching stuff. He was for Christmas, wanted to get her something. So he was researching um, like toys or, or treats for senior dogs and these treats kept coming up and they're called oh my god there's some their name is so cute quiet moments (laughs) which is so cute and adorable it sounds so old people-y and they're like these little chews that i think are like melatonin chews we gave Bo two of those and, and like which was like half the dose she was like looked like she was stoned she didn't care about a thing in the world that stuff worked wow, this is not an ad for them either but if they'd like to sponsor me and if you have a dog that's anxious or old like she just is like agitated that's and nice. so then we tested it and we went out to uh, oh this really cool event called the electric mile that was like this light show drive-through thing that we went to mm-hmm. um pictures to come and uh uh we were like okay let's test them she was like in the exact same spot when we came oh back. Oh my god! That's and happy great. as a clam, and no scratched up door. She's flying so, high. 
Yeah. So speaking of, you know, benefits of, of things like that. Well, and-, and it made me think like, wow, she does, has never taken anything because she's just eaten kibble. Is this what it's like if you've like never, ever done drugs ever <laughs> and then you have like coffee right. for the first time and you're like, ah, what is this? Right. You know, because she that it was like melatonin, but man, I mean, she out. that's how I feel after I take my ritual vitamin. Oh, that's a good, good thing to have uh, in your daily, and probably, uh, you know, would help the absorption of a whole bunch of good stuff <laughs> right. with those good vitamins. Yeah. Well, ritual vitamins, you guys know, I've loved them for years and years because they're super gentle on my tummy and they smell good and taste good. But now they have essential for kids, so they could take a little gummy and fill in the gaps in their diets if they're ages four to twelve. And, you know, kids are picky and don't always eat right. So this is so great. They have a natural citrus berry flavor, super yummy, convenient. And then you don't have to worry so much about like, what the heck are my kids eating? You know, we have enough to worry about, whatevs. And when it comes to go, what goes into our kids' bodies, they've got being picky down to a science. That's why Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash brain candy to start Ritual or add Essential for Kids today. Um, okay. Where was I? Okay. Music concluded. Now let's talk about, which I promised that we would talk about Bean Dad. Oh Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited because I don't even know. Okay. Well, I love when something ridiculous happens on Twitter and then I have to like Mm -hmm. figure out what is everyone talking about? Why is everyone talking about a can of beans? That's what happened to me the other day. And so then I try to find it. Love your life. (laughs) And apparently there's this guy who hosts a podcast with Ken Jennings, who we vilified on the previous episode. And his name is John Roderick. Thanks for for including yourself in that and not like, you know, throwing me under the bus. Well, I supported it because I really don't like Ken. And I don't know why because, I mean, by all appearances, he seems pretty nice and he's smart. So does Michael Buble. (laughs) Basically, I should always calling remember, everyone out on the podcast. If you're a white straight man, you're on our short or our long list. You of are suspects. <laughs> yes, you are. You are highly suspect. So evidently, John Roderick, he made a thread on Twitter that I, you could tell he thought it was going to be very amusing, and that people he thought people would really love this story that he told about his daughter. I don't know how old she is. Let's say ten, and mm-hmm. she told came to him and said. I'm really hungry. Um, I want a can of beans. But the beans didn't have one of those pull-top openings, so mm-hmm. she had to use a can opener. And he realized at that time she had never learned how to use a can opener. Mm-hmm. And so he was, instead of just saying, oh, okay, let me teach you how to use a can opener for the first time, mm-hmm. he just mm-hmm. like handed it to her and was like, explore all the parts. All of them have a purpose. You can figure it out on your own. And she was like, fuck this. This is stupid. And she was complaining and stuff. And, um, and then he said, well, neither of us are going to eat until you figure out how to open this. How old is he? How old is she? I think probably about 10, you know, young, but not too young, but yeah. And it went on. That's not nurturing and on and on. Mm. Okay, first of all, the thread went on and on and on, and it was, like, way too detailed. But second of all, the whole thing of her figuring out this can opener took six hours. <gasps> and he admitted that in the thread. 
this seems like emotional abuse. Well, and that's what everyone on Twitter said. And they said it was triggering because that's how their dads were and their dads were abusers. This hurts my heart. Really? Yeah. Because so, immediately you get that vibe. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Because this is the stuff that he's willing to proudly mm-hmm. share. That's that he what uses I felt. As enforcement. Like he thought this was a cute story. Yeah. And keep in mind, uh, he afterwards he was like, six hours <sighs> is the, f- the distance between meals. It's not that big of a deal. But she was hungry when the six hours began. Well, and she's working the whole time. Right. And, and that's, and I, and the, the threat of I'm going to withhold food from you when a, you are it's the child's source of that is not, doesn't feel all right to me. So everyone started piling on. I would like to on. investigate further. Okay. Well, let me give you the full story. So then. Um, he writes the thread. Everyone starts saying kind of what you're saying and being like, uh, this is not great and that doesn't make you look good and this is not a fun story. And right. for a while he defended it and then it got to be a viral thing. And so then – I feel like it's – is this fucking fake? No, it's not fake. But he, people okay, started good. saying like – Or bad. I don't know. You know – it grew to a point where he realized this is out of control. And then mm-hmm. people started looking into his old tweets and found ones that were offensive. And then oh, now he's shocker. about to get canceled, all that stuff. He de- deactivates, mm-hmm. he closes down his account. Mm-hmm. And then since then, he has done an apology on his website where he thoughtfully explains like what happened he's like i should have said how much we were laughing during it how much fun we had how her mom was there and like had to keep telling us to be quiet because we were being so funny about it like okay that's not how he was selling it though i know and so he did apologize and it seemed sincere and Mm -hmm. he realized that he had triggered a lot of people with abusive parents and whatever but Ken Jennings had also come to his defense, which was annoying because this is what white men all do for each other. Like, well, I know him and he's super nice to me. And that that. whole scene is annoying as well. But it was... I hate that argument. Well, right. And that's what always happens with the, you know, more serious stuff. It is triggering. That is is it. Mm. So basically, Bean Dad started trending, which I think is a hilarious um, hashtag. But... Apparently, this is, like, a big deal, and so I don't know what will happen in the end. Probably nothing, but, like, yeah. a lot of people felt really upset about it, and apparently you do, too. Yeah, it just it doesn't feel like, like it's either performative, and right. he thinks that this is rewarded because of, other like, I, what kind of music does he like? <laughs> Right. Dance music. If he listens to heavy metal, we're good. <laughs> John, what do you how do you feel about raves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just you weird. Into indie music? It it is weird yeah. what like sort of becomes viral, which mm-hmm. it could have just as easily been a stupid story and nobody cared and that was the end. But for whatever reason mm-hmm. it kinda caught on. People were wound up mm-hmm. about being dad. The end. Yeah. Okay. I watched a documentary and it is absolutely bonkers. This was also a recommendation oh. from a brainiac, I think. I've been missing good docs and oh, God. 
This Tell one me. is on Netflix and it's called yeah. Tread. Oh, I have not even seen this or heard me of it. Me neither. I had not at all. And like, I thought I've explored all of it. I know. I thought I got to the end of, of the documentary internet. Yeah. But there, this is a story of a man in, I think, a Colorado small town. And mm-hmm. he was a welder. And you know how in small towns, there's usually like a family or two that kind of run the show. Mm-hmm. You know, like the mom is the mayor and the dad's like on the board and they kind of mm-hmm. like make all the decisions. Yeah, I remember America. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, I just, you know how you always joke about how when I laugh really hard, I literally split my side. Like it's side splitting. Yeah. It hurts. That's what just happened. Ouch. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so he was in one of these little towns and he felt like an outsider and he um it was just one of those stupid things where like the pipe from your house kind of goes into somebody else's and like you don't want to uh-huh. have to pay for it to be repaired that kind of a petty dispute <clears throat> but it just grew over time and he felt like he was being railroaded by these people in the town and that he was being punished basically for not being in the cool group and he wanted to fight it and so it became this huge legal thing and he was mad and blah 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 the point of this documentary is however that despite the fact that eventually he sold his property for four hundred thousand dollars so he could have easily just left and Mm -hmm. gone somewhere where he felt more comfortable but he sold Mm -hmm. the property sold everything he owned and uh, gave it all away and started living in this little warehouse and bought a bulldozer and decided to like kit it out. Like he added cement and all this stuff to make it essentially like a military tank. I was going to say a tank. Yeah. Yeah. And then he welded himself inside of it. So there's no opening. He's cuckoo crazy. Yeah. But the, the weird thing is, so up until this point in the story, he's, articulate he's um handsome he has a beautiful you're we're watching all of this happen like in like real time let's see or is it like it's kind of like it feels like that but not it got it's not right you know why it feels like that because he did all these audio cassettes so he's speaking the crazy people do you're so right if I mean every documentary Ren and I watch we're always like how is this thing yeah because these people do that. And You're if so right. you hear about somebody doing that, red <laughs> alert. Get ready to watch them on Netflix and, you know, start preparing You're right. your, your, it, your yeah, interview. The audio was his voice, but then I guess they recreated and used B-roll and stuff like that. Um, and then they oh, interviewed nuts. people in the town. And... Uh, so he, up until that point, you're you're rooting for him because it feels like he's the underdog and that he's like being blackballed by these people. <sighs> but then you're right. He went cuckoo crazy and he welded himself inside and then just busted out of that warehouse with the bulldozer and literally bulldozed the entire town. Oh, <gasps> They couldn't stop him. Spoiler alert. Totally. But I mean, it's, wow. all, it's in like the trailer too. So I mean, yeah. No. But just, and it's also called Tread. So to you know. see it and to see it's funny because they're oh trying my to God. stop it. Okay, well, this is what I'm going to watch. Tonight. And like, they can move out of the way. It's slow, but yeah, 
they can't stop him. And so you're like, is he just going to run out of gas eventually? Or so watching to see how this unfolds and how they are calling for the National Guard and oh my god, like what do you do when someone has a military tank essentially and is just bulldozing every building that they come in and contact? Clearly with. doesn't care about the repercussions or yeah. what's going to come, and is just like. Fuck it, nothing to lose. You, oh, it, that's like what do they say? N- nothing's more dangerous than somebody with nothing to lose. Ain't or, that the truth? I don't know if they say that, but if that isn't a quote, <laughs> You're like, but, I don't know if they say that after Sarah. All. <laughs> right, yeah. Sarah Rice, two thousand twenty. Sarah Rice, one two thousand twenty-one. Okay, yeah. well, so here's what I want to know. Like in your estimation, do you think people like that tend to be well adjusted and then snap, or do you think it's like percolating their whole life? Or is it just different for everyone, you think? I, I think it's different for everyone. Okay. I think it could be, because what do they call that? Oh, my God, there's a name for it. Um, your phenotype. Hmm. That's a combination of your genes and your environment. Oh, right. So, and I've, I've explained it as uh, it's like if you have a... Uh, a light socket, like a lighting fixture. You can have the wiring for the lighting is one thing. You have the light switch. You mm-hmm. have like the bulbing in there. <clears throat> so you can, you kind of need like the perfect storm and who knows what, what is That's what. so but interesting you can have, like, that yeah. you use that metaphor because when I'm dealing with the criminals that I write to, I always just refer to it as like a recipe because it's like mm-hmm. if you're cooking and you mm-hmm. accidentally add too much of something, yeah. you know, you mm-hmm. you can maybe still make a great meal and fix it and mm-hmm. adjust. But, like, if too many things go wrong or if a certain one thing goes wrong, right. it could be entirely ruined. And I feel like human beings yeah. are kind of like that. Like, yeah. maybe you have a bad dad, but then That's a really good metaphor you have a that. great teacher and it kind of balances out. But, yeah, whatever. You get the idea. Yeah. Yeah. But, like... Aside from this grievance, he really had a nice life. He had a successful business. He had a beautiful um, age-appropriate girlfriend. He, I love that you called it an age-appropriate girlfriend. <laughs> it's a good oh, sign, right? God, when an, when an older gentleman is. is like with... Oh, it's that is a good sign. You know, like it just seemed like, okay, this guy likes to travel. He He does what he loves. He's very good at welding. What the heck? How could this um, have ruined and did everything? Did he lose and well, there could be underlying depression and then that's triggered by something like this yeah. and then um like and especially like what happened with cuz I imagine he so he had a girlfriend mm-hmm. but something happened where that where his relationship ended. Yeah, right? she started smoking and he, then it was a, a deal breaker. A what? A deal. <laughs> she said she started. Smoking. I heard you, oh. <laughs> but it it caused fights and then they broke up. But they okay. were so close okay. and like on good terms. Okay, that is okay. Interesting. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm sure there's more to the story. Wasn't a deal breaker for Michelle Obama. <laughs> good point. I really just use her as my uh, compass. Right. For- Things. I'm like, you know, he's working on it, I'm sure, but you know, I'm she's sure like, there's okay, more to the story, that. but there seems that seems like that. Mm, I I don't know because I like 
So, uh, a, because this feels very, um, like nothing to lose, almost suicidal in a way. Yeah. Out going out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. Kind of thing. Right. And there is a, uh, there are, you, you know, we can't predict who's going to be, who's going to be suicidal, but there are, oh, trigger warning also, but there are, um, you know, groups that are more susceptible and one is older men. How old is he? Oh, um, gosh, he must've been, I don't know, mid sixties. Okay. One is men who are, I think it's over the age of 55 okay. who are recently widowed or divorced or lose. So if they lose their job because identity for is so tied mm. for men to their job and also most of their social connections are because they're, this is more for, you know, um, an older mm-hmm. generation mm-hmm. of men. But if you lose like like re- recently retired men, there's a lot of depression there because they lose like the friendships, like, the social, most of the social connections. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the friends of the family are usually the friends that wives meet, and then they hang out with whatever the whoever the husbands are in a more traditional like you know situation. To me, this felt like I don't know if the word emasculated is right, but. He felt powerless against people yeah. that he felt Hopeless. were corrupt. Yeah. Hopeless, mm-hmm. isolated, like, I think it's like hopeless, like, no, and like isolated and, and something else. And it's like that, kind of like that recipe of... Somebody in the so documentary So I wonder if said, those were other things going on. They were like, he spent too much time alone. And that's oh, what okay. made him lose his marbles. Too much time alone. That isolation, hopelessness, and... I can't remember what the other one is, but if you do watch it, you have to report back and tell me what you. I will definitely be doing that. <laughs> from it, yeah, it's a shame. Whatever did happened, you, did you finish watching the vow? I didn't even start watching the vow, Susie. Give me time, Susie. my god, that was last week. I know, I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. For goodness sake, stop yelling it's at me. It's just I. I finished watching it. Oh, oh and you want to talk god. about it? Well, I, I just think. You you have to stick it out for the last two episodes because you get to see the videotapes of him when people are really in it. It would be like seeing the level. Are you I don't serious? Know, whatever the highest level. Yes, and it's it will blow your oh my, God. my. I Ren and I were both because we were like, oh, okay, it's kind of like dipping down the middle. Like what's like, yeah. What are we gonna see here? What's yeah. gonna happen? Like a lot of build up. And then, but all good. And then, we, and we were both like, oh, worth a wait. Holy fuck. Like, we couldn't believe what we were watching. Do you feel bad for the members? Or do you just feel like they were complicit? So, I understand their side. Like, again, it's another recipe. Yeah. A, a, a recipe. Oh man, it is. It's like that. It's I can see people who were searching for answers, certain kinds of people who were very logical and this spoke to them. They felt like it and then it's like that, you know, foot in the door or you know whatever it is where they like they I can't remember what the what the term for it is. You probably know. Um but when you believe this much like the lobster and mm, yeah or a frog in a boiling pot mm-hmm. like you believe this much and like if you if you stop believing out means and so many of the people who were in it at the end were people who 
felt this in- intense guilt because they had enlisted so many other people. Right. And now, and now they realized it, but those other people were still in there. Gosh, and- I feel like that just about if I recommend a movie and someone doesn't like it. Imagine if you got them to join a cult for you. Oh, my, you're like, oh my God. Reviews. Do I even know them? Do I know myself? What's wrong with me? Do I even have good taste? That would be awful, right? Right. Yeah, and so like, you could see it, but it's, it's totally worth it. You're going to love it. Moving on away from yeah. cults. I can't take it. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah. I did watch Back a really bulldozing. cute. I did watch a really cute short film on the New Yorker website. It's about this oh. toy maker. Um, he invented. He's 98 years old now, and he invented 800 toys. Wait, real person? Real person? Yeah. <gasps> when she, I should have said documentary film. Yeah. And oh. I was imagining an animated short. Oh, it sh- it could have been. He was so adorable. It felt like. Oh, that. Come on, about a ninety-six-year-old toy maker. You would never Play- know. I love Pixar too much to not put that as an <laughs> right. animated short in my mind. You would never know he's ninety-eight years old. I mean, he is. Oh, just I, oh, I don't know because he's been playing for so long. Totally. Like you know those um, oh. little wind-up chattering teeth you see all the time. Like I sure do. He invented those. What a sense of humor. And oh. that is the metaphor thing. He's like my new hero. Susie. I'm serious. Tell me everything about him. Oh, I want to see this. Another one he invented was Kerplunk. You know that game? <gasps> I love that game. I love Kerplunk. With the marbles and you Just pull the, the name. out. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Sarah knows. <laughs> and then there was a fun song. It goes Kerplunk. What, how is the theme song? Oh, the, the jingle on TV. Oh, my God. It was a good one. <laughs> I have to remember. It's just yeah. he he embodies what I wish I embodied. Like he he's so optimistic and he talks about that, how he feels like he goes, I annoyed a lot of people with my optimism, but it's just really how I felt. And he believes that's helped him, you know, be so mm. healthy and active. He's still working. He's in his garage, still inventing. Wow. He's oh, here we go. Kerplunk. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. If it goes kerplunk, you sunk. That is basically the Christmas wrapping of You are so right. The jingles. No wonder I like <laughs> of that. Toy jingles. Of toy jingles. The cutest thing he said was that when he feels like a little bit down, He'll just Google himself and be like, oh, okay, I did some good stuff. Like, I'm happy now. That's such a healthy, like, self-love. You have to do some good stuff in the world to make that Google search. (laughs) He's like, I just like to see that I'm still there and I'm, you know, doing stuff. It's just really special. He makes its meaning. Yep. He has meaning, and that is something that I remember I was in my life cycles and aging class in grad school, and we were talking about uh, you know elderly or aging population and how the difference between like cognitive functioning and like connection and, and even like self-esteem and um, almost like attitude and mood that if you have meaning, like if you can still create meaning or feel like you have a place in the world then you're like 
one of those happy old people. You know what? I'm just putting and this together right now, but basically yeah, oh, I love that. he represents if you put the tread guy and the toy maker next to each other, they're very yes. similar. They're both very good with machines and the way that they can create stuff. But one of them, you know, remained social and optimistic and one of them fell into the pit of darkness. Isolated. And the guy, the toy maker talks Creative. about that. He lives in a little retirement community and they all hang out and watch movies together and play games and stuff. Oh my, can I live there? Right. It looked great. And he was saying how he didn't want to just grow old and be lonely. He wanted to just keep being with people and having a rich life. And he does. Oh, Isn't that beautiful? I love this. It was like the first time I had smiled in like Good three days. story. <laughs> well, I'm going to be watching this. And it's a short. Mm-hmm. Gosh darn it. It was about 20 minutes yeah. and I was just enamored. What's, what's it called? Well, it was on the New Yorker, but I don't think it had a title. But it was like. Oh, I have the New Yorker. Toy, toy maker. Okay, fuck? I'll check I'll find out. it. I'm sure. Got a nice long list after this episode. I love I know. It. I just love when I find stuff like that. It makes me yeah. so happy. And it's yeah. just like. You know, I think a lot of people right now are seeking meaning and it's hard to find. So, like, when you find someone who's getting it right, you kind of want to replicate that. Yeah. Yeah. Watch that. Watch Watch the movie Soul. Did you... I was reading separately, change the subject. I was reading about how there's um, a big demand for tattoo artists to cover up racist tattoos. Did you read about this? Yeah. I didn't read about it, but, well... I have seen tattoo artists who are doing free tattoos to cover up those. And I really like that. Well, and the the one that I saw said that like the the artist said he used to do it for free and then no questions asked, you know, just Mm -hmm. happy to do it. But then he said he was afraid that some of them were just removing them so they didn't have any consequences for their true worldview. That's, I, that, uh, I want... That. I, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, so now he says he makes them explain how they came to yes. see the light and yes. how they've changed. very important. Yeah, and I thought that was really smart because I wouldn't have thought of that, but I'm sure there's a lot of people I feel who like just don't want He probably to. learned that, like you, said, like you said, the hard way. He got that vibe. Right, like they didn't really change. Oh, they just don't no. want anyone to know. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a good little PSA for tattoo artists. Right. Who also are doing the same thing. Because I do agree, I totally agree with that. If you're now, you're just doing it, and we're just we're just doing it in a different way. We're different symbols. Because like this one guy Ugh. that they covered, he had had a Confederate flag, and then he realized like not everybody sees it the same way. So f- maybe seven years ago, he added to it that said um, "heritage, not hate," to to qu- mm-hmm. like to sort of add an asterisk to it. Like mm-hmm. I love it, mm-hmm. but it's not. Because it's racist. But now he said he had to get rid of the whole thing because that wasn't enough. And how hurtful that symbol is for so many people. So mm-hmm. okay. he's evolved. Like he can demonstrate, yeah. here's what I learned and here's how I changed. And then you can see it over time. And every people can evolve and they can, they do. I mean, we, we, we see that in so many different groups. And, but yeah, it's the desire and the. You know what? Intention. We before we were started recording, Sarah and I were talking about like the political stuff, and I said like I'll never forgive people for supporting like Trump, basically, and because in that case it feels like there's no way you could have like not noticed. <laughs> right. Right. 
Yeah, but I can that's what see Ren says. How... At this point, you have to be, uh, you de- like deliberately ignorant. It's like you, you're willful choosing ignorance, to. Yeah, willful mm-hmm. ignorant. That's the word I was looking for. But with like the Confederate flag, I think for a lot of people, they didn't know genuinely early on, maybe twenty years ago. It just wasn't talked about as much. It was like right. implicit. Yeah, um, and it was on the cover. It was on talk about another kind of marketing that was on the cover of country albums. I'm sure. Yeah, and like Dukes of Hazard, you know all that stuff. Yeah. So, God, I don't like it that at all. No, I don't. I'm like glad it. we're changing and evolving, and yeah, people are coming around. Yeah, I just wanted to add that story. Um, mm-hmm. what, oh, can I tell you this? This is great. Did you yeah. read about the two influencers who are fighting because both of them named their daughters Baby? <laughs> no. <laughs> Baby, I love it so much. What are we doing? How come these people get babies? That's such a good question. I, I, By the way, are you pregnant yet? That, What's going on? No, okay, keep I don't posted. know. You're like, I'm not trying yet. I think. <laughs> I think. Okay, we'll keep us posted. Um, well, anyway, these two hookers had um, babies, and one, one of them named theirs B A Y B I. I hate everything. <laughs> And then the, is her name Michaela spelled funny or or Ma, Ma, I think does so. she have extra letters that rings a bell in her name? Um, hey, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the other one three years later had a baby and she just named it baby with normal spelling, and they are like pissed. What, first of all, what is your opinion about that? Like proprietary no. feelings about a name for a child? Like it, like you always want to name There's your kids something. So many names. Mm-hmm. Relax. I agree. But a lot of people are very But, like, protective. if I named my kid Lincoln, that would be a problem. Would it, though? Oh, you're so sweet. I mean, I think it would you be would so kind of flattering. See it as, like, I would, it would be so flattering, and that would be the reason I would do something like that. Right. I'm not. I guess I it depends on what you think the person's intention was. Yeah. But, I mean, if you did it, it'd be like, I would take that as a compliment. Yeah, I think it, who cares? A lot of people yeah, the same Sarah. name. But then again, I'm saying this as somebody who had six other Sarahs in my fifth grade class. <laughs> so you just feel so like, like what's whatever. the big deal? I have zero. I don't even care when I'm so but I don't have an attachment to my name in the same way other people do. Like mm. when when at Starbucks when they're like, "Oh, is that Sarah with an H or without?" I'm like, "I don't care." Yeah. <laughs> Surprise me. Who, you're not going to pronounce it different, and I'm not going to not know, and the only person holding the cup is me, and I don't care that yeah, much. But this... I also say the same thing when people misgender my dog, and I go, she doesn't mind. Right. I misgender my cat constantly. Mr. Miyagi <laughs> is a girl, just so you know, <laughs> right. everyone. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but a lot of people care, and I guess it happened when people started insisting on having a, quote, unique name, and then they felt like yeah. it was theirs and theirs alone. Stupid. I don't get it. But it's never theirs and theirs alone. Yeah. There is another Apple, Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. And there is another, you know, like it's, relax. I agree. But. They just, it's just, it's just, I think people, maybe this influencer culture, you know, it's like we can't differentiate between negative and positive attention. Attention is attention. It's the same as with kids. Mm-hmm. And stop you know, thinking you're so goddamn special like, anyway. Yeah, that's the problem. Right. That's it. It's the inflated sense of like superiority. Exactly. I 
grandiosity and Green. superiority Green. and like you are enti- ent- entitlement. What? Shut up. Nothing's funnier though when I just spelled baby B A Y B I and you just like died a little inside. <laughs> yeah. <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I hate everything. Just like, just don't. Because I feel for the child. <laughs> right. That then has to be like, no, that's B A Y B I and like, <laughs> you know. Right. That kid's going to need so much name. And it's not like there's anything wrong with it. It's like we just don't. It's the same as like the reason why I don't leave the house, you know, dressed up like in a tutu and, you know, like looking all crazy because like I could do that. Mm -hmm. But it wouldn't be if you have the choice. It wouldn't be. That chick's going to change her name anyway. I hope that she ends up like, what is it, Alex P. Keaton and is like, <laughs> I I want to go to an Ivy League school and you gave me this name. So can we change this? Uh, in 20 years. How many books are in her house, first of all? <laughs> in 20 years, B-A-Y-B-I is going to waltz into Sarah's therapy business and be yes. like, boy, do I have a story for you. <laughs> first of all, guess what my name is. <laughs> And then she's going to say it, and I'm going to be like, can you spell that, please? <laughs> then she will. And then I'm going to go. Uh, no, you're going to come back to life. You'll be like, oh, I have been waiting for yes, you. Yes. That's totally true. I will. Just like. Just, Welcome. Like, yes. You she's come. here. It's like when you. It's like I've the pearly waiting. gates. I take out her file that already has her name written on it. With the date of birth, like already fill, halfway filled out. I'm like, just sign here. Right. I, I did some preliminary <laughs> notes. Oh, God. That's so funny, Sarah. Oh, God. Oh. Let's wind it down. Wind it down. Oh, I'm glad you, you left me with that oh, little God. tickle. That is so funny. Oh, man, Sue. You guys should tell us what your musical personality is and if it matched. Oh, my God, yes. Let and us tell know. us, like, about your partners mm-hmm. and everything like that and the stuff that, like, they won't, don't want to admit. Yeah. Yeah. And fuck being dad. Yeah, I'm not into it. And Ken Jennings. Do, my friend Cassie was like, you know what made it worse is the fact that it was just beans. <laughs> like, even after working six right. hours, you still only got beans. Like, <laughs> however, it was her request. Right, that's true. What's Which wrong makes with the her? question like, like yeah. Right. You were craving beans there? What kid loves beans? <laughs> Not Pythagoras. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, God. Don't forget to watch <sighs> Tread and on Netflix yes. and the New Yorker Toymaker documentary thing. Yes. And uh, yeah. if you have a now racist tattoo. Like, what, the heck else, what the heck else did we talk about? Everything and, uh, you know, a little nothing, right? Oh, my God. That's for sure. If you, Yeah. <clears throat> if you have a racist tattoo, just like. Stop being an a-hole. Know the intent. Probably none of our listeners. Ugh, you never know. Remember when you saw that guy with the racist, the, what was it, the Nazi one at, with your yeah, friend? He, it's It said white. Pride. He said white power, oh, white yeah, pride white or power. something. Oh, yeah, white power. And I w- refused to engage. Yeah, I was like, get him the fuck out of here. Get him out of here. Yeah. Um, the end. And then the fact that other people would actually eat a meal with this person. I'm not friends with those people anymore. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah, good riddance. Told me everything I needed to know. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and check out our merch. Yes. We're always adding new stuff. Oh, yes, we are. I love it. And yeah, that sweatshirt. I get compliments on that. 
whenever I go out, which is which so is like once rarely. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll see. You. It's like the clerk, the the cashier at the grocery store, who's like, "Oh, you're wearing that sweatshirt <laughs> oh again." God. Yes, I am. It's my favorite. Buzz off. All right, people. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Did you know that everyone has an aura? Do you know what color your aura is? Maybe you have a fiery red personality or a quiet and calm blue or green. You could be an organized and methodical yellow or an explosive purple. Come join me, Mystic Michaela, on my podcast, Know Your Aura, to find out all about how your personality can be explained in colors. (laughs) 